It's good to be with you this morning, and thank you very much for giving us this opportunity. Uh, and just to say, uh, we've enjoyed ourselves this week anyway. We've really uh, appreciated it, and it's been good to have some feedback as well. Uh, to God be the glory. And gospel missions are always uh, an exciting time because they're not only for non-Christians, for people who don't know the Lord, they're actually for Christians as well because it's amazing how God can stir up your heart and help you to uh, think about putting first things first in your life. So we, we, we appreciated being with you. And it's always, uh, Jason was talking about coming back. It's always a privilege to come back here because Janice and I have got great memories, absolutely wonderful memories of uh, coming here. And I remember, uh, I was in two minds where I should say this, but I'm going to say it anyway. Uh, I remember not that long ago, I says to the kids, well, we don't know we're going to retire, we're going to end up. And I says, eh, we could maybe go to Airdrie and go along to Airdrie Baptist and we could retire there. And one of my children says, Dad, all the folk you know be dead. <laughs> <laughs> so just to let you know, between now and 12 years, <laughs> uh, so anyway, I, I will pay for that later, by the way, you know. Uh, so I'll not tell you what daughter it was. But anyway, it's good to be here and it's good to rejoice in the Lord. And we do thank you for if you've been coming along to the mission. And uh, please, if you're free tonight, come along tonight. We've got the Stobarts there from Kalayo. And they're coming all the way from Kalayo to come to sing. So please come along tonight and support tonight as we rejoice in God and give God the glory. I've been witnessing to a man, I was sharing in the mission, witnessing to a man, I met him a few days just before my, my dad had passed away and just a few days before his funeral. I've been witnessing to him and he's been at the mission most of the nights and I'm hoping he maybe phoned me tonight. He couldn't come on Friday because he was taking his daughter to the hospital and it's been absolutely amazing how God's been working in his heart. Uh, it's been tremendous and also his wife, uh, she came along on Thursday night as well. So really praying that just God would save his soul. Uh, there has been unsaved in every night, which we give God the glory for. And, uh, you know, at the end of the day, salvation belongs to the Lord. It doesn't belong to the minister. It doesn't belong to the leaders. It belongs to God. And I remember we had a, a tent mission in Wick. And uh, there was this man that came along. He heard the gospel. I remember talking to him as he was leaving the tent. And a year later, a year later, I got an email from him uh, telling us that he'd given his life to Christ. Isn't that wonderful? A year later, you see, when you sow the seeds, uh, it's when God wants there to be a harvest. There will be a harvest. So please keep on praying for the seeds that's been sown, that God will bring forth his harvest. If you have a Bible with you, would you like to turn to Isaiah? Isaiah chapter 40. <clears throat> Isaiah chapter 40. Isaiah chapter 40, and we're going to be reading from verse 25, Isaiah chapter 40, and we're going to be reading from verse We'll just have a word of prayer before we read the scriptures. Father, open up our eyes that we may see wonderful things in your law. Heavenly Father, we need help 
this morning to listen to what, what you're saying to us. And Father, I pray that you'd speak into my heart, you speak into our hearts. Because Father, we need you to speak. And we thank you for the Holy Spirit. And we pray that the Holy Spirit would speak into our lives this morning. That we would hear that still voice of God coming and talking into our lives as if someone knew everything about us. So, Father, we pray for the work of the Holy Spirit in our hearts this morning. We ask in the wonderful name of Jesus that you'll do something in our lives. And we do thank you for the children that are here this morning. We pray for every single one of them. We pray very early on in their life that they'll fall in love with Jesus. And you'll raise them up to be young men and young ladies who know and love and walk with God. And you'll do amazing and mighty things in and through their lives. But Lord, as we come to you, we pray, Father, come and help us to hear what you're saying. It's not man, because that will accomplish nothing. But help us to listen to what you're saying to us this morning. And we'll give you all the praise and all the glory. In Jesus' name, amen. Isaiah chapter 40 beginning at verse 25. To whom will you compare me? Or who is my equal, says the Holy One? Lift your eyes and look to the heavens. Who created all these? He who brings out the starry host one by one and calls them each by name because of his great power and mighty strength. Not one of them is missing. Why do you say, O Jacob, and complain, O Israel? My way is hidden from the Lord. My cause is disregarded by my God. Do you not know? Have you not heard? The Lord is the everlasting God, the creator of the ends of the earth. He will not grow tired <clears throat> or weary, and his understanding no one can fathom. He gives strength to the weary and increases the power of the weak. Even youths grow tired and weary, and young men stumble and fall. But those who hope in the Lord will renew their strength. They will sow on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not be faint. Amen. <clears throat> I don't know about you, but sometimes in life, uh, you can get tired. Uh, sometimes you can get physically tired. You can get mentally tired. And sometimes you can be spiritually tired as well. And, and we, if we allow that to go on too long, we start to, our behavior can change. When sometimes we're, we're tired and we can get frustrated and we can get crabby, we can just, we, we don't answer people the way we should and and I believe as Christians that we need to make sure that we stay fresh, spiritually fresh before God. Because when we're physically tired or spiritually tired or emotionally tired, we behave in a completely different way. And um, to explain what I mean by that, I remember Janice and I, it wasn't that long ago, and Bethany and Holly went over to Northern Ireland for a wee break. And I'd been very, very busy. The work had been full on and I knew I was physically tired and spiritually tired. And we get a wee dog, it's called Harry. It's a, a, wee, a beautiful wee dog. I think it's a beautiful wee dog anyway. 
uh, wee cracker. Bethany got it for her 18th birthday. And anyway, we were over in Northern Ireland, and as I say, I'd just been very busy with the, the work, moving around and all that. And uh, just Bethany and I says, we'll, we'll go for a coffee. And there's a wee shop in Northern Ireland you can get into in Ballymoney, and they allow you to take in the dog, they sell doggy stuff and all that, and you're allowed to get in and get a tea and coffee. So Bethany and I went away in, and with Harry with us, he's a cockapoo. A uh, cockapoo? No, what is he again? A golden doodle, golden doodle. Ah, he's a golden... When I was young, they were mongrels. But anyway, now they're all getting posh names and they cost you a fortune. He's a golden doodle, a golden retriever, golden retriever and a poodle. Two together and that's our wee dog. Right? He's lovely. He's really nice. So we walks in and there was a seat and Beth and I are sitting on a wee cup of tea and a biscuit or something. And this couple walks in and this other woman walks in and the couple says, Oh, what a lovely wee dog. But the other woman says, that's a wee scrappy dog, that. In fact, they'll probably call Scrappy. Well, I was tired. <laughs> so they sat in the seat next to us. And I says to Bethany, did you just hear what she called her dog? Did you hear her? Beth's like, Dad, calm down. I says, no. Sat turns around and goes like that And I turned around twice. And uh, just to say this woman sat in a double-seater and nobody could sit next to her, right? And uh, I was thinking, I don't believe that. What's her calling her dog a wee scrappy dog? Who does she think she's talking to? I was tired, right? And, uh, and then I says to Bethany, see if she asks us the name of the dog. I'm going to say the dog's name's Slim. What's your name? Now, the reason I say that is because I was tired. And I says to Bethany, oh, I need a rest. Because I don't behave that way. I don't normally, I would have just laughed that off before. It was because I was physically tired, I was mentally tired, and I was spiritually tired. And isn't it true, sometimes in our own lives, we can feel that way. And when we feel that way, we don't deal with things the way we'd normally deal with them. And isn't it great that the Word of God says, He gives strength to the weary and increases the power of the weak. And I wonder if you're in here this morning, and maybe spiritually you're feeling tired. And know the evidence of feeling spiritually tired is your Bible reading as fresh as it used to be. Is your prayer life as fresh as it used to be? And is the joy of the Lord as exciting as it used to be? And I think sometimes as Christians, there's that song that says, Oh, I'm a great pretender, pretending that I am doing well. Isn't it true sometimes in our Christian life, we pretend that we're really doing well? But if we take our mask off, sometimes we're feeling dry, sometimes we're feeling barren, sometimes we know we're just maybe lost a bit of spiritual ground. And how can we feel refreshed? 
Isn't it wonderful? In Psalm 25, David said, Show me your ways, O Lord. Teach me your paths. Guide me in your truth. And teach me, for you are God, my Savior, and my hope is in you all day long. And David says, Show me, teach me, guide me in my hope. And that's where we really want to be this morning. We want to feel like David, refreshed in God. And I believe <clears throat> if we want to know the power and the strength of God afresh in our life, I believe it's so important that we make sure that we're people who ponder God's word. We'll go nowhere. We'll end up in a spiritual dead end if we don't ponder the scriptures. If we don't take time to read the word of God, it was said of of Spurgeon, Spurgeon said one time, is there enough dust in your Bible to write condemned? Is there enough dust in your Bible to write condemned? And we need to be people who open up the book. We need to be people who open up the scriptures. Life is busy, but you're far too busy if you don't take time with the scriptures. When I was in the faith mission the first time round, eh, I remember going up to my dad's in Oban for a weekend, and my dad was out working, and I'd bought him one Christmas um, a, a Bible for his Christmas, and it was a lovely Bible, cross-reference and all that, and it was in a pouch. And anyway, he was away out, and I looked at his bookshelf and brought out his Bible, took it out the pouch, opened it up, and you know what fell out? His Bible, his bank book. So I never looked at the bank book. I just shoved it back in the Bible, put it back in the pouch, and shoved it up in the shelf. And my dad came in from his work. I says, Dad, I went to have a look at your Bible, and uh, your bank book fell out. I says, I never looked in it. I says, I just put it back in and shoved it up. He says, oh, you're fine, Gordon. He says, he says I thought if anybody breaks into the house, he'll not steal the, the Bible. So I just thought I'd put my bank book in there. And isn't it sad that the Bible... What's the best seller? It's not the best read. And as Christians, if we want to be strong in God, we need to open up the word of God. David says in, uh, sorry, Paul says in Colossians, let the word of Christ dwell in you richly. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly. And what he's saying there is, let the word of Christ live in you. Let the word of God be at home you and the only way that that'll happen is if you open the book the only way it'll happen is if you get time and open up the scriptures and enjoy sitting down and reading God's word and it doesn't matter how long you've been a Christian that's a daily fight because there's always going to be something more more important than sitting down and opening up God's book. There's always going to be something that is more important than taking time and being still and reading the scriptures. And if we want to be healthy Christians, if we want to be strong Christians, we need to ponder the word of God. When we were in Drum Chapel, I know Margaret will remember Jamie Lee. We, Jamie Lee, uh, we used to teach the kids the scriptures. Uh, 
memorise the scriptures. It was a Sunday night because we've got more, ad- more kids than adults and we just changed the whole service to the kids. And we went through the alphabet. A, all have sinned and fallen short. B, believe in the Lord Jesus Christ. C, come unto me, all you are heavily in burden. I'll give you rest. And we went through the whole alphabet and they knew a scripture for every letter in the alphabet. And you could just call out a letter in the alphabet and they could quote it. I know uh, Jamie Lee, she was a, a lovely wee kid, a real wee tomboy, and I had the privilege of marrying her uh, last year, her and her man, and she met a lovely guy. And it was great because she says, Gordon, I still know the scriptures. When she thinks about a, a letter in the alphabet, she still knows the verses that link in with it. Now, the only way she knows that is because she took the time to memorize it. She took the time to read it and read it and read it and read it. And as Christians, we need to be people who ponder the Word of God. Now, before we get any further, how is your Bible reading doing? How are you getting on reading the Scriptures? When I was uh, the minister in Drum Chapel Baptist, I remember phoning my mum, and my mum had rheumatoid arthritis, and God has saved her from drinking, depression, and all that, and she was she a, a, anyway, really loved the Lord and lived for God. And Anyway, she had rheumatoid arthritis. Her hands were like that. Her feet were twisted. And, and, and she only got comfort lying in her bed. And I used to phone my mum. I'd say, how are you doing, mum? Oh, wonderful. I've just read the book of Matthew. And I've got to read the book of Acts now. And I was a minister and I'd only read two chapters that morning. And here was my mum saying she's read this book and now she's got to read that book. And she just enjoyed sitting are lying in her bed reading the Word of God. And I wonder if you to think about that, is that a memory? Is that a memory for you? Or do you still enjoy just sitting and drinking from the well of God's Word? And if we want to be fresh, that's where we have to start. Reading the Word of God. In Hebrews chapter 4 it says, For the word of God is living, active. For the word of God is living and active, sharper than any double-edged sword. And we need to be men and women who ponder the scriptures. But not only ponder the scriptures, if we want to stay fresh, we need to be people who have got an amazing prayer life. We need to be people of prayer. You look at any movement of God, any movement of God uh, in any part of the world, and it all started with prayer. If you want God to move, it all starts with prayer. And in Mark chapter 1 and verse 35, we read, Very early in the morning, while it was still dark, Jesus got up, left the house, and went off to a solitary place where he prayed. And here it's telling us here how Jesus got up early in the morning, even while it was dark, and spent time talking to his heavenly Father. Now, if Jesus took time out to pray, how much more do I need to take time out to pray? And how much more do you need to take time out to pray? So we want to be healthy Christians. We need to get into the Bible. We need to be biblical thinkers, people who read God's word. Why are there so many things happening in churches today that are not biblical? 
because they've wandered away from the Word of God. And we should be biblical thinkers, not worldly thinkers. The Bible is settled in heaven, and the Bible is our benchmark. The Bible is our ruler. The Bible is who we go by, by our standards. And when we wander away from the Scriptures, anything goes. So that's why it's important that we need to read the Scriptures, but not only read the Scriptures, we need to be men and women who pray, who take time out to pray. It's taking time out to come and spend time alone with God. Yes, it's good to go to the prayer meeting, and hallelujah, it's great to go to the prayer meeting, but you need your own time with God. Now, these are basic things, but I'll tell you, they've wandered away from the Christian life. When we move around uh, holding gospel missions and we, we speak to people who have wandered away from the things of God, the first thing I ask them is, how is your quiet time? How's your time alone with God? And they say, I've stopped. And usually when somebody stops reading and praying and spending time with God, it happens for a while, and then one of the evidence is they stop coming to church as well. The problem is not them not going to church. The problem is here. They've stopped reading. They've stopped praying. And they've wandered away in their heart from God. And then they wander away from the church. And then they wander away from Christian company. So we want to be people who spend time in prayer, coming and waiting upon the Lord. Jesus got up very early in the morning and spent time with the Lord. In Matthew chapter 6 and verse 6 we read, But when you pray, go into your room, close the door, and pray to your Father who is unseen. Then your Father who sees what is done in secret will reward you. And then in Acts chapter 1 we read, they all join together continually in prayer. It's important that we do meet together to pray as a congregation, as a fellowship, but it's more important that you have your own quiet time, that you spend time alone with God. And isn't it sad today that people have lost the joy of coming before God in prayer? A prayer life isn't God bless me today and look after me. That's not a prayer life. A prayer life is cutting time out in your day, whether it's in the morning, whether it's in the afternoon, or whether it's in the night, or whether it's a bit of both or whatever. But taking time where you stop, where you open the book, and where you come before God and you pray and you spend time with the Lord. You know, there was a man who came to know the Lord in Drum Chapel. In fact, he was supposed to come to the mission this week. He doesn't live in Drum Chapel, but uh, he's a, I've used this illustration before, he's a, a lorry driver, and uh, he's very honest with us, and I remember him telling me that when he had his quiet time in the morning and, and spent time with God, uh, his driving was a lot better when people would cut him up in the road and they would route him as a dri another driver, he would say, God bless you. But when he never had his quiet time in the morning and he never spent time alone with God, he never says, God bless you. 
He used to wave at them, but there was a few fingers missing. You can work out the rest yourself. And he was honest saying, Gordon, when I spend time with God before I go to work, my day goes better. But when I don't spend time with God, I get so frustrated and the way I behave, I don't like it. And how many of us can be honest this morning and say, we're the same. And that's why it's important that we need to make sure that we are spiritually healthy. And spiritually healthy is, is not going to change. It's never going to change. It's opening up God's word. And it's coming before God and spending time with God in prayer. And then thirdly and finally, then that will give us a heart that wants to praise him. In Psalm, Psalm 92 we read, It is good to praise the Lord and make music to your name, O Most High, to proclaim your love in the morning and your faithfulness at night. And then Psalm 119, Let me live that I may praise you. Now, we want to be people who praise God. We want to be people who have got a heart that wants to praise Him, that wants to glorify Him, that wants to exalt Him and lift Him up. And isn't it true that when we don't spend time reading the Scriptures, when we don't spend time in prayer, we do feel that there's something lacking in our life and sometimes the last thing we want to do is praise God. Sometimes the last thing we want to do is to glorify the Lord. And I wonder this morning, if we're honest, how are you feeling? How are you feeling spiritually this morning? Isn't it wonderful that God wants to refresh us? That God wants to put his hand upon us afresh. And that's beautiful. Sometimes we can fail. Sometimes we can make a mistake. Sometimes we can mess up. But failure is never final with Christ. And if you're here this morning, and maybe spiritually, you've wandered. You've wandered from Bible reading. You've wandered from praying. You've wandered from having a heart that wants to praise Him. The great news is, God wants to do something. And your life this morning. You know, there was a man who was mightily used of God up in Dundee, Robert Murray McShane, and he was mightily used of God. And Robert Murray McShane used to walk about the streets of Dundee, and he'd put his hand upon the children's head, and when he was walking about the streets, he'd go up to the children, and he'd put his hand on their head, and he would pray for them. And he'd pray that God would bless them, that God would save them. And one time he prayed for these children and then he was, as he was walking away he heard the wee boy shouting Mister, Mister, put your horn in my head. Mister, Mister, put your horn in my head. And what happened is Robert Murray McShane had missed this wee boy out and he wanted the minister to come and put his hand upon his head and pray for him. And I want to tell you there's been many times I've had to cry out to God, God Put your hand upon my life. Put your hand upon my life afresh. Is that your prayer this morning? God, come and put your hand upon my life afresh this morning. Help me to fall in love with you afresh.
Give me a fresh desire for reading the Word of God. Give me a fresh longing for prayer. And give me a heart that wants to praise and glorify and uplift your name. Heavenly Father, as we come before you in the name of Jesus, we thank you, Heavenly Father, as our faces differ, so does our needs. And I thank you that you know every single one of us in here this morning. And Father, we pray if anyone be pretending that all is well, we pray that you come and you put your hand upon them afresh. That, Father, they would have a fresh love for you and a fresh longing for the Scriptures and a fresh desire for prayer and a heart that wants to praise you. Come, Lord Jesus, and do something in our hearts this morning. We prayed at the beginning that you would speak into our lives. And we pray whatever you've been saying to us, help us to be obedient to you for your glory. In Jesus' name. Amen.